the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Biden looks to Venezuela for oil production. It's a terrible reaction to ease sanctions on on the, the government of Venezuela. Those sanctions are there for a reason. Federal agents believe they have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes. Well, I think clearly it's, it's the FBI trying to pressure the DOJ into making a decision. Peloton to cut 500 additional jobs to keep company from going under. If that doesn't work, it's unlikely Peloton is viable as a standalone company. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, October 7th. I'm Jim Barta. According to reports, two Russians have requested asylum in the U.S. after fleeing Russia to avoid Putin's compulsory military service. The pair landed on a remote Alaskan island in the Bering Sea. Surprise for people living on St. Lawrence Island Monday night when two foreign nationals came ashore in a small boat near the village of Gamble. At its closest point, St. Lawrence Island and Russia are less than 50 miles apart. But the men told a city clerk in Gamble they had sailed their boat from the Russian city of Agvekinat in northeastern Russia, about 300 miles away from St. Lawrence Island. Now, they told people there that they're trying to escape the Russian military and were at sea for two days. As for the nationality of the men, there's been some confusion about that today. The Coast Guard this morning called them Russians but later changed that to foreign nationals. Governor Dunleavy said this afternoon the men were from Russia. There's two individuals that came over from Russia in a boat and uh, were detained in Gamble. My understanding is that they're in Anchorage now, uh, being dealt with by uh, federal authorities. We, 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 don't have, we don't anticipate a continual stream of individuals or a flotilla of individuals. And we understand the Department of Homeland Security is now dealing with this. This news comes as Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said that his country's military has retaken hundreds of miles of territory in the Kherson region. CBS's Charlie Dagada, who is reporting from the front lines in Ukraine, says that while Ukrainian forces are making gains, Russia is retaliating in their retreat. Ukrainian troops in fierce gun battles against Russian soldiers. The defense ministry releasing this video said to show a Russian tank crew surrendering. But in retreat, they're retaliating. Russian rockets pierced the heart of Zaporizhia just before dawn. This five-story building collapsed while those inside were sleeping. Several hours after the rocket attack and the building is still smoldering. This is no longer a rescue operation. This is a building smack dab in the middle of Zaporizhia. Elena got a 5 a.m. phone call from her 70-year-old mother, Valentina, who said she was trapped. Your mother was under the rubble. Yes. She broke one of her legs and her ribs, but she's alive. You seem very composed. Were you not terrified? Are you not angry? Very angry. We need help. Stop this. We need help. 
As they cleared the debris, we saw three body bags taken away. More victims of President Putin's senseless war who had nothing to do with it. There will be more attacks, more destruction, more body bags in a war with no end in sight. Zaporizhia has come under repeated attack in recent days. It's the capital of one of the regions President Putin illegally annexed just a few days ago. But Jerika, the city, and surrounding areas remain firmly under Ukrainian control. Retired Major General James Spider Marks says that parts of the Ukrainian success can be attributed to what he calls their operational initiative. The Russians have all along indicated that this was their objective. They wanted to connect Donetsk, Luhansk, with Crimea, this land bridge right here. So in the mind of the enemy commander, this is what's most important. So what the Ukrainians did is they did a deception operation and tried to convince successfully that the Russians, that to convince the Russians that this is where they were attacking. That was not the case. But they did it with fires, they did it with maneuver, they did everything you should do to get into the head of the commander and reinforce his disposition, his thoughts about what you're going to do. This is a little bit of arcane military stuff here. But what they did is they faked here and they did their primary attack here. So this is what Ukraine looked like a month ago. This is what it looked like yesterday. This incredible success in this area because of the operational initiative of the Ukrainians. It's quite phenomenal. Marx explains that Russian forces in the Kyrgyzstan region are, in his opinion, potentially in trouble because they may be isolated. Now they're putting a primary effort up he- uh, down here in the Kherson area, and this is where the Russians are now at risk. The Ukrainians are holding here, and they've diverted most of their forces down here. So what you see now, let me get down to the Kherson area. This is what it looked like a month ago. Biana, this is what it looks like. Today, again, let me highlight that this area in here, the Russians are on the other side of the Dnieper River. This becomes a challenge for the Russians because they can't resupply and those forces are potentially isolated. This is what's happening on the battlefield. On Thursday, reports surfaced that President Biden is considering providing sanctions relief to Venezuela in order to allow Chevron to resume pumping oil in order to resume crude oil exports to the West. According to the proposal, the Biden administration would grant sanctions relief on the condition that the country resumes long-stalled talks between Nicolas Maduro and his political opposition on conditions needed to hold free and fair presidential elections in 2024. Robert Henneke, the Texas Policy Foundation's executive director, joins Fox News and says that, in his opinion, the energy crisis in America will get tougher. When I went to bed last night, it was uh, gas was averaging 380 a gallon. Now, a couple hours later, it's 386 a gallon. You know, the Biden recession is causing a depression with the American people. You have a recent survey that shows that 65 percent of Americans feel stressful about rising prices. And here just recently, there was a study that uh, more than half of young likely voters are pessimistic about the future. They feel that they're going to have a lower standard of living than their parents did. So clearly this is having an impact. Americans are feeling it, especially as we're approaching winter. And Americans have to worry not just about the price of the pump, but also being able to pay for heating costs 
uh, with the, the cold days ahead. Henneke says that it's a terrible idea to ease sanctions on Venezuela to get them to pump more oil. It's a terrible reaction to ease sanctions on, on the, the government of Venezuela. Those sanctions are there for a reason. It's a terrible uh, reaction by this administration to continue to, to pump more money out of the strategic petroleum reserve. The safety net of America is shrinking. Just keep in mind, a couple months ago, President Biden went directly to uh, the Middle East to have what he described as face-to-face diplomacy in order to strengthen the strategic partnership. You know, the infamous face, fist bump with the Saudi uh, Prince has clearly failed, and really what we see is it's pushed that government further away. Henneke explains that the Biden administration should ease up on the oil industry in the United States so America can return to energy independence. We're going to see prices continue to rise. We're going to see Americans uh, continue to struggle. What needs to be done is we need to return to the energy independence that we had under the past administration with President Trump. And really, the only way that President Biden can address rising gas prices and our national security vulnerability caused by this is to, to stop his war on the American oil and gas industry and to encourage our resources to be developed for the benefit of the American people. Henneke goes on to say that he believes that the decision by OPEC will be felt in the midterm elections. Oh, I think the timing is intentional by OPEC, knowing full well that there's an important American election coming up here in the next month. So just as voters are going to be going to the polls, they're going to be paying more at the pump uh, to fill up their tanks in order to drive to vote. I think you're going to see that resonate with the frustration and anger by Americans who are facing rising inflation costs, increased interest rates, a dropping stock market. And now this. So I clearly think that the economy is going to be the issue and the timing of this will certainly uh, be felt at the ballot box. The proposal comes one day after OPEC Plus members announced that they would cut oil production by two million barrels per day. A former policeman burst into a daycare center in northeastern Thailand, killing dozens of people, mostly children, in the deadliest rampage in the nation's history. Daybreak Insider's Karen Shamas reports. The attacker killed at least 24 children, most of them preschoolers, and several teachers as he continued to fire on people as he fled the scene. When he returned home, he killed his wife and his own child before killing himself. In a nearby hospital, people queued to give blood. Thailand's Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha told reporters he was shocked by the ex-officer's actions. This shouldn't happen. I feel deep sadness towards the victims and their relatives. Hours after the shooting, a stream of emergency workers emerged from the daycare, each of them carrying white coffins. Authorities say the assailant was fired from the force earlier this year because of a drug offence. I'm Karen Chamas. On Thursday, the Washington Post revealed in a report that federal prosecutors believe they have enough evidence to charge President Joe Biden's son Hunter with financial crimes. The U.S. attorney in Delaware will now decide whether to move forward with a criminal case. Former Department of Justice official Robert Driscoll joins News Nation to address the latest news about the Hunter Biden case. Well, I think clearly it's, it's the FBI trying to pressure the DOJ into making a decision. And I think that um, it's unfortunate because this is not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> the idea is that the FBI investigates in secret, grand juries are secret, and if you're not charged... Nothing ever comes out about it. Now, this happens fairly often, and I know that both sides do it politically 
And but that doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Is uh, whether you're Hunter Biden or whether you're one of the Trump kids, the notion of having the FBI throw your dirty laundry in the street in an attempt to pressure essentially the prosecutor into charging you. Um, that's unfortunate. But yeah, we, we, it we, we made... what it appears to be, it's still rough for Hunter. I'll tell you that. Driscoll says that in his opinion, the more challenging aspect of the revelations for the Biden family is the alleged gun crime. If these are the chargeable crimes that then implicitly, if they looked into the other stuff, there's no foreign agent crimes. There's no international espionage crimes. There's no other bribery crimes, things like that. And so, I mean, the tax ones, uh, you know, frankly, uh, in deciding whether to charge, that's tough because, you know, most tax things are resolved civilly. Um, he's apparently paid his taxes. If public reports are to be believed, paid them late and after getting caught up in this. To me, the, the, the challenging one for the prosecutor is the gun crime, um, because in this administration, they have made gun crime and particularly background checks a feature, I mean, of, of yeah. all their gun control stuff. Driscoll believes that Attorney General Merrick Garland will not insert himself into the case. Likely in this instance, uh, I mean, DOJ probably is fairly buttoned up in the sense of the Delaware U.S. attorney will have the call on this. And the FBI. So, so you is, believe you know, Merrick Garland when he says, I've got nothing to do with this? Yeah, I'd run screaming from it for Merrick Garland. I mean, there's no good answer for him. So yeah. uh, if he's not involved, if I were his staff uh, or if I'm him, I see no reason to get involved. Um, you know, I'd be happy as a clam to let the Delaware U.S. attorney take care of this one or the other. An indictment against Biden would mark the biggest test yet of the president's pledge to restore independence and public trust in the Justice Department. President Biden is pardoning thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of marijuana under federal law. Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton has more on this story. In a dramatic step toward decriminalizing the drug, the president said no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. He is also calling on governors to issue similar pardons for those convicted of state marijuana offenses. According to the White House, no one is currently in federal prison solely for simple possession of the drug, but the pardon could help thousands overcome obstacles to renting a home or finding a job. Greg Clugston, Washington. Peloton announced that it plans to cut about 500 jobs in the company's fourth round of layoffs this year as the fitness equipment maker tries to reverse mounting losses. We are watching shares of Peloton this morning. The exercise bike maker says that it will cut another 500 jobs or about 12 percent of its remaining workforce. This follows several earlier rounds of job cuts. CEO Barry McCarthy told The Wall Street Journal that he's giving the company another six months or so to turn itself around. He said if that doesn't work, it's unlikely Peloton is viable as a standalone company. Stock was down a little over 2%. Now it's flat. Can I just tell you that I think that Barry is one of the best executives out there because he's so candid. And he'll tell you the truth. He'll say it's either going to work or it's not going to work. When's the last time you heard a CEO say, look, if in the next six months we can't figure it out, it's unfigureoutable. Nobody, nobody ever Only says somebody that. who can walk in as a turnaround guy who's supposed to turn it around can say something like that because otherwise you own it for everything that's happened to them. 100%. The job reductions announced to staff on Thursday will leave Peloton with roughly 3,800 employees globally, less than half the number of people the company employed at its peak last year. Kristalina Georgieva, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, 
since the IMF is once again lowering its projections for global economic growth in 2023. Projecting world economic growth lower by $4 trillion through 2026. Daybreak Insider's correspondent Ben Thomas has more details on this story. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva describes the outlook as darker than we would have loved it to be. The IMF now projects global growth to come in at 3.2% for this year and 2.9% for next. Georgieva says the world economy is experiencing multiple shocks, including Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And the view is more likely to get worse. As for what to do, the IMF chief starts with central banks staying the course on inflation, though she cautions tightening monetary policy too much, too fast, can push many economies into prolonged recession. So far, though, she says the impact of interest rate hikes relatively good. Ben Thomas, Washington. You may want to hold off throwing away that food that has a Best Buy date on it. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters has the details on a story that may change when you toss out food from your pantry. Manufacturers have used the labels for decades to estimate peak freshness. Unlike use-by labels, which are found on perishable foods like meat and dairy, best-before labels have nothing to do with safety and may encourage consumers to throw away food that's perfectly fine to eat. To tackle the problem, major U.K. chains like Weight Rose, Sainsbury's, and Marks & Spencer recently removed best-before labels from pre-packaged fruit and vegetables. The European Union is expected to announce a revamp to its labeling law by the end of this year. It's considering abolishing best-before labels altogether. Keith Peters reporting. And finally, a dirty fight is unfolding in the Lone Star State. Package thieves have retaliated against a couple who tricked them into stealing dirty diapers by spraying their home with cow manure. It's officially fall in Central Texas, which, well, doesn't mean a ton because it's still 90-plus degrees outside. But people do now have holidays on the mind. For Gabriella, a mom, in this case, it's not a good thing. We need to stop this now, especially before the holidays get started. This is the this she's talking about. Hitting in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, same car, same people. They even tried to swipe her skeleton, which she now has chained to the house. She says at least 12 neighbors have told her the same people have hit their homes. As a community, we are frustrated. Nearby, Brittany Walker dealt with the same thing. I see somebody with the big package. I just ran outside and I I just said, I have a baby. And they look at me and they just left. While Walker yelled, Gabriella put her kids' dirty diapers in a box on the porch. And when they discovered it was a bunch of dirty diapers, they came back and smeared those diapers on our front door. Police say victims can legally confront these suspects, but... Don't do it. Please don't confront uh, a porch pirate. At Gabriella's, the diaper debacle got worse. They came back with a giant bag of cow manure. And so it was a really long day of cleaning a lot of cow feces off of our house that day. But she says it was worth it. But it's a tool for me. I have a toddler, I work full time, and I have another one on the way. So I use this as a survival tool. There has to be an end. It's just not okay in my book anymore. Homeowners in the neighborhood who have also been victimized by the porch bandits say the tensions have been escalating for over a month. Police do suggest that people require a signature for packages or have them delivered to your work. In one community, police launch an operation they call Front Porch during the holidays, where people can have their packages delivered directly to the police department. 
Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and Townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Jim Barto. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.